nonprofits, they don't care. Any amount of money will help. So whether it's from your one-on-one services that can only donate so much, or if it's from something that you don't have to put as much effort into and can still scale and then your donations scale, um, any amount is like honestly great for nonprofits. listening to the Do Good Business Podcast, your safe space to let that passion out, explore how you can build a better business, and do some real good in the world. I'm Sarah Williams, founder of Rebel Office, and your guide as we look into businesses from all over the world who have learned how to prioritize profit, people, and planet equally. That's right, Rebel, it's time to redefine the words business as usual. So cozy up and settle in for some real talk about building businesses with real impact that also make real income. What are you waiting for? We've got work to do. Let's dive in. This episode is a little different than our regular because our guest today didn't start her business with the intention of having social impact which is also why I'm super excited for it because I think that many of us are actually in the same boat. We started our companies for whatever reason. We were good at something. We wanted lifestyle freedom and more flexibility or ownership over our schedules. We come from a family of entrepreneurs, whatever it is. And then we realized that we've built these platforms that can be doing more good and contributing in ways that don't just contribute to our bank accounts. I know, like, for example, I started Rebel Office by doing freelance graphic design, quite frankly, because I quit my job. Truth be told, I'm a horrible employee. And because people were willing to pay me to make things more beautiful for them. So while doing the right thing and social enterprise had always interested me, that's not how Rebel Office started. And the same goes for our guest today, Kristen Ellis. She's the founder of Kristen Lee Designs who for a really long time wanted to contribute a portion of her profit to causes that she cared about, but sat on it for so long. This episode, we're going to do a deep dive into why that was and how she broke out of it to build into her business more social impact. So let's jump in. Hey, Kristen, I am so glad that you're here. Um, This is going to be a really interesting chat. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Just for everyone listening who, for a bit of context, Kristen and I met in a mastermind program and we've just connected and managed to stay in touch. And then when we launched the podcast, you reached out because I feel like your situation is so common, at least in the rebel office audience where we don't necessarily prioritize social impact at the beginning because we're just trying to figure it out in general and then start to bring in those components later. So I'm so excited to dive into that with you. Um, I've given a brief intro to you quickly before we started chatting, but do you want to just share a little bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I definitely, my my business didn't start like with the plan of social impact. I think it was always kind of like a little, a little piece of information in the back of my head that it was something that I maybe wanted to do one day. But uh, my main goal with my business to begin with was literally just to get out of corporate um, I was like miserable in my job and honestly took on absolutely anything that I could as a freelancer. 
And then started to kind of like figure out what it was that I actually liked doing. So I kind of went from like a virtual assistant who quite honestly kind of still had the same corporate lifestyle of like working 40 hours a week and tracking my hours and all of that to doing more of web design um, and then teaching people how to really make web design a number one source of income within their virtual assistant businesses. So it definitely just started as like, it was like a, like a necessity to me to just be able to work for myself, um, work remote. But it was like interesting to see the progression of like how I started adding social impact into my business. And I guess also kind of like the rocky road of making it happen also. (laughs) What did that look like? Like, what was the progression? I know you said you had a seed in your head, which I think you and I have very similar stories in this way. But then what happened? Like, how did you even start to take action on it? Yeah, so I always, I'm like a really big animal lover. Um, And so I had always told myself that I wanted to donate a percentage of my income to animals in some way. Um, I didn't really know how I was going to do that. I didn't know what percentage I was going to donate. And it took me quite a while to actually do it because I didn't feel like I was making enough money to, I guess there's like two parts to this. I didn't feel like I was making enough money where if I parted with part of that money, I would still be able to run my business, pay my business expenses, pay my personal expenses, live my life how I wanted to. But then there also, for some unknown reason, was this bird in my ear that was telling me, if you're not making a specific amount of money, what right do you have to just start donating to people? I just feel like it's millionaires who donate, not people who are making like less than six figures. So it was an internal struggle with me to figure out how I was going to do it, how much money I was going to donate. um, And then if I was even, I guess, worthy of donating to different causes. And so it it took me a long time to like figure out how I was going to start making that happen. But I did. (laughs) And I ended up actually taking a percentage of just my course sales, um, which I think was like a pretty big eye opener to me. Because at first I thought if I was going to donate, it needed to be like a percentage of all my income. To me, it didn't seem like it could just be like picking and choosing which income actually got donated. But yeah, so I started donating 3% of my course sales, which is a different consistency, I would say, than like my one-on-one income. So what I actually donate every single month or quarter changes, but I'm okay with that now. (laughs) How did you decide on that 3%? Honestly, I kind of just picked a random number out of the hat. Now I guess there's like a little there's like a little bit of method behind it. Um I was trying I I was debating between three percent and five percent. Um and I don't really know why. I don't know where those numbers originally came from, but they are just like what stuck out in my head. And I ended up actually just doing the math of like this is how much my course costs, and three percent or five percent of that is X amount still while taking into consideration my expenses and wanting to live my life how I want to live my life. And I just ended up sticking with that like 3%. Yeah. I love that you even, you chose your passive income to attach this social impact to. So it's not like 
like with your one-on-one services, you're still kind of trading time for money in them, even if it's value-based pricing, like that's something, it's still your input. Whereas with your courses, it's passive income. Technically you've like done the work. Now it's a set it and forget. I'm not sure how your courses are structured or if you have like a live component, but it's more scalable. So as your income scales with your courses, so does the amount that you donate, even though it may seem like a smaller portion now, or it might've seen like a smaller portion at the beginning, you've seen that grow as your course participation has grown too. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why I picked the course income to donate out of was because of the like possibility for growth, because obviously with one-on-one services, I can only take on so many clients in like a month um, or a year. It's like, I just, I'm one person. I can't take on more than that. Um, nor do I probably want to. And while I could donate a portion of that, it would reach a certain amount and then that would be it, which that's not bad either. Like anyone who wants to donate from their one-on-one services, like anyone that you're donating to any nonprofit, like they, they don't care how much you donate to them. Um, I think one of my first donations was to called the love pit. I actually just, I volunteer there also, but I donated, I think like $20 and I got a message from the founder that was like saying, thank you literally from her. Like she sent me a message on Instagram. It wasn't just like a generic email. Nonprofits, they don't care any amount of money will help. So whether it's from your one-on-one services that can only donate so much, or if it's from something that you don't have to put as much effort into and can still scale and then your donation scale. Um, any amount is like, honestly, great for nonprofits. You make such a good point too, about the amount. I know you mentioned you had some mindset obstacles around, well, I don't want to like, am I worthy of even donating? Like, who am I? I know what I've struggled with in the past when I had, when Rebel Office had our membership and we were donating a certain amount of our proceeds to organizations that supported women that got out of violent situations. My thing, because we didn't have the volume in our membership, it was such a small amount that I was like, no organization, like they're just going to be like, this is nothing, like we don't care. So why would I donate that until I have the volume or the amount where it feels significant? So I love your point with like, even $20 is helpful. That's still going towards someone's wage or some supplies or a campaign that's going to create awareness around something. So yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah. And I think that's also partially why I donate on a quarterly basis. And it was because at first the monthly donations that I had were like $10 and it seemed silly to me. But I also realized that when I was donating, those nonprofits also pay for the processing fees, um, which is just like not useless information, but kind of just like probably something to keep in mind if you are going to do this. And so I started kind of collecting the money on a quarterly basis so I could donate a larger chunk and then not have to have that nonprofit consistently like paying a processing fee for $10. But yeah, it's there's like, I don't know what it is about like mindset around how much you need to be giving someone in order for it to seem like worth it. I know it's crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's so many ways to bring social impact into your business. Um, we've talked about a lot on the show. So why was donating a portion of your profit the right fit for you? Like, why was that the thing in your mind where you were like, that's what I want to do, or that's how I want my business to have an impact? Yeah. So I, for the last few years, have been traveling a lot. And so the actual like physical act of going somewhere and putting in my time, that was impossible because I was never in the same place for longer than like a month at a time. So the best way for me to contribute and make an impact was just by giving money. And so I donate my own money, but I figured I have this business that is growing and whether you recognize it or not, your audience will actually like enjoy the fact that you are donating. Um, and so I actually give my students when they purchase the option of if they want the money to go to animal shelters or if they want it to go to um, the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Love so that. they, yeah, so they have a choice. And it just seemed like it was a good way for me to give back without having to physically go somewhere. But it also was a good way to kind of create more of a relationship between myself and my students by like showing them that if they're signing up for my course, it's because they want to grow their business in some way. And this kind of shows them that this is a step that they could also take at some point by donating because they actually see that like on the checkout page. I love that. They, yeah, they see me donating and maybe it will kind of like have the ripple effect and make them want to do that also. For sure. It's kind of like you're kind of hard on your sleeve showing your values to say, yes, okay, I'm here to help you do this. But also this is a platform where through me, you can do some good as well. And I love, absolutely love how you incorporate, like bring them into the decision making process, because I feel like, like you said, that builds that relationship or creates some sort of bridge where your students are now coming in to say, oh, I care about this specific topic too. And then that just kind of builds that trust and creates a stronger long-term relationship for your business while obviously also doing good things. So you mentioned those two options. How did you decide where to donate to and why did you have more than one option? So I had said I'm like a really big animal lover. So I knew that I wanted to donate to animal shelters in some way. Uh, but I also know that there are a ton of them. So <laughs> I couldn't pick just one. So I just end up rotating them. Um, so it could be like the, the love pit, the one that I volunteer at. Um, it could be that one, one quarter. It could be one that's like, I'm in Texas. It could be one that's like in Massachusetts or something or in Canada. Um, and then and for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals, so my husband has actually for years been a part of the 24-hour gaming thing. And basically the whole reasoning behind it is to actually raise money for the children's hospitals. And so when I had decided to start donating, I had asked him if he thought it was a good idea to include that option. And obviously, who's going to say no? It's something that he donates to every single year. So I added it in. I figured 
if there's something like a, a student is more passionate about like sick children than they are animals, like then that gives them the option um, to pick one over the other and to actually decide where their money is going. I love that. I think that's so cool. And both are personal. Like you have a personal attachment. <laughs> I don't know what the right word is there. Um, or like connection to both of them, which I think is really cool for anyone who's maybe not sure where to start is okay. Look in your own life and like, look at what organizations people around you are, are engaged with or whatever, and starting with that personal connection too. So I guess that kind of leads into this question because you've gone through this process for business owners considering donating a portion of their profits to a cause. What are your top three pieces of advice for them to get started? Like what, what should they do to start this process? So I would say just because this is something that held me back for, I mean, honestly, I think it was like a couple of years um, of me just like being in my head about it. Don't let the amount of money that you're making right now hold you back from donating. Even if you only donate like $5 a month or something. Like like I had said, any amount of money that you donate is going to be like greatly appreciated by the nonprofit or whoever it is that you're giving the money to. So, and if you build it as a habit, that money adds up no matter how small you start with. If you're donating $10 every month, that's what, $120 a year, like it adds up. And I feel like if you start to build a habit of it, then it also, I don't know how, and sorry, I interrupted your advice, but I know that it was scary probably when you were first going to do it and saying, is this something I want to do? How do I implement this? Like the logistical piece of it. But then once you've done it and you've made that leap now, like it's an option, it's just built into your business now. Do you think about it? Do you miss the money? No. Um, and so that's a good point is especially if you start when you're making less money and the amount is smaller, I feel like it is much easier to part with that money because if you think about it, like, let's just say you're, I don't even know, you're making like, this is like a side hustle and you're making like $2,000 a month or something. And you are parting with like $20. That's a lot easier to then build up from as opposed to if you're making like $5,000 and all of a sudden you decide you're going to donate like $500 a month or something. Um, that's like a shock to your brain. But I personally, when I get the money from my students, um, I put it into a separate bank account and it just sits there until the quarter ends. And then I send the money out. So it's like, it doesn't even actually hit like my personal bank account. It goes to like a donation bank account where I know that money is not for me. Like I can't touch it. Um, and so it doesn't, I guess, even really feel like part of That's my smart. income in that sense. Mm -hmm. So you don't even see it come in. So like mentally, it's not like it's ever leaving you. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Point two. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So then I would say the second thing is to figure out which part of your profit that you actually want to donate. So it doesn't have to be like your entire income. Um, it can be a portion of it, like what I have done with just my passive income, my course sales. Or it could be if you're killing it with your one-on-one -on -one services and you want to start donating a chunk of that, it's probably 
more money than I donate with my course sales. So like more power to you. That is great. But you want to figure out where the money is coming from and then a percentage or any, it can literally, it could be 1%. So figure out where you're donating from and what percentage or dollar amount. And then I would also say not to be afraid to message the fact that you do this. I think that's something that a lot of business owners are hesitant about of like, I guess, being too flashy with what they're doing, especially or when... Performative or something like that. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel like that because you're doing something good. And if there's someone that like lands on your website or goes to your social media platforms and sees that you are doing this, that's like a value that you might have in common. And it could be the bridge that connects you and makes them actually want to either sign on for your services, buy your product, buy your course. Um, and it, I feel like it sets a lot of businesses apart because they're, and there's nothing wrong with starting your business just to start your business and better yourself. That's like a great thing to do. But I think messaging that you are making a social impact in some way kind of sets some businesses apart um, and will start attracting more of the right people to you. 100%. It's a great qualifier. And also you're kind of leading and you don't know who you're going to inspire. Like if you're a B2B business, you coming out and saying, this is something that's important to me. This is how I've built my business to support this cause. Then you don't know if that's going to inspire another business owner, one of your clients to maybe do the same thing. So you thinking that You might just have this small or big impact donating proceeds of your profit. You don't know how many other people you've actually inspired to do the same. So that's actually a really powerful thing to think about. If you have the courage to come out and say, this is how I'm supporting people. This is how when people work with me, how that's contributing back to our community or to the world or whatever. Yeah, it's like the ripple effect. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is so insightful and super relevant. Um, I have been through all this myself, so I totally understand. I get the vulnerability of it, the questioning and not really sharing logistically how to do it. Um, another point just to add on that is that if there is a cause that you care about, it never hurts to reach out to the organization and just say, this is something I'd like to do. Can I learn more and get more involved? Because like you said, with, with love pit, for example, you donate to them, but you also volunteer with them too. Like you give your time to them as well. So if maybe donating profit or like a proceeds portion of your profits to an organization isn't logistically possible or it's not sitting right with you, then consider volunteering because you do both. That's just, you're amazing. Um, but for some people, maybe start with one or the other and just start to play around with, especially if you don't know where to donate to or what causes you're passionate about, then just start like dipping your toes in the water and doing some research and playing around with it and starting to think, okay, how could I do this if this was something I wanted to move forward with? And then you never know, just kind of baby steps towards it until like you, you're one day there and your students are choosing between which causes they want to donate to. And everyone's having a greater impact than what 
maybe they originally thought when they first started to work with you. Yeah. And on that note, if you don't have the money right now to donate, you can also, depending on what your services are, you could donate some of your services. So I have tweaked nonprofits' websites before for free. Actually, I feel like I'm just obsessed with the love pit, but I'm also redesigning their website for free because I'm like passionate about what they're doing. But depending on like what your actual services are, that's also another way to dip your toes in and to figure out which type of nonprofits you are passionate about helping so that when you have the money to donate, uh, you already know like who it is you want to donate to. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Kristen. This was great. I'm so glad that we talked about this and got this perspective on it. Um, How can people connect with you? Um, So they can follow me on Instagram where I literally don't talk about a single thing of business. (laughs) Um, So if you just want someone fun to follow, it is Kristen Lee Ellis. And then my website is also kristenleedesigns.com. Great. Yeah. And I'll drop for everyone listening. I will drop those links in the show notes below. So it's super quick and easy access for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This was great. I hope that everyone that is listening starts to think about donating in some way. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) If you are listening and you want to leave a review, if you've been inspired by Kristen, then by all means, let us know or share us on Instagram in your stories. Let us know how you've been inspired or what causes that you donate to. You can tag us both at Rebel Office and at Kristen Lee Ellis. Again, I'll drop that below because we want to see what great stuff you guys are doing. Yes, we do. Thanks for tuning in to the Do Good Business Podcast. All the links mentioned are in the show notes for you to check out. And if you love this episode, please head on over to the app you're listening on and leave us a review. With a new episode every two weeks, there is so much more goodness coming your way to help you redefine business as usual. Make sure you subscribe and I cannot wait to see you do good as you build your business your way. Now, if you don't know, myself and the Rebel Office team are all about helping do good moneymakers simplify, streamline, and scale their businesses. If you're ready to kick things up a notch, but don't know where to start, grab our free guide, five ways to elevate your business today to attract high level clients so that you can show up, serve, and hit those dreamy income goals ASAP. Head on over to rebeloffice.ca slash guide dash elevate. Keep on rocking rebel until next time.